This week's Adam Schefter podcast will be joined by a former and current Dallas Cowboy. First, Darren Woodson will come on to speak about his 14-year career at ESPN before he now leaves to go to ESRP, a premier commercial real estate advisory firm based in Dallas. And then we'll be joined by the Cowboys' outstanding young linebacker, Jalen Smith, who has business interests of his own. Well, he also talks about all that awaits the Cowboys this upcoming season. But first up, our friend, our colleague, Darren Woodson. All right, joining us now, five-time Pro Bowl selection, four-time first-team All-Pro player, three-time Super Bowl champion, and two-time Adam Schefter podcast guest, Darren Woodson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Darren, I got to tell you, I wanted to get you on. I was going to call you today to say goodbye. We are taping this on your very last day at ESPN, and I was going to call you to say how much I'm going to miss working with you, how much I've enjoyed working with you. And how much I've loved having you as a teammate. But I said, you know what? Let's just get him on the podcast and tell him in person how much he's meant to us. And I want to thank you for being such a great teammate, such a great guy. It's funny because people see you on TV and you look so affable. And and that is exactly the way that you are. And we are going to miss having you around Bristol. Man, I appreciate that, Shefty. And hey, look, man. it's You know, I'll tell you what the hardest thing was. I woke up this morning Mm -hmm. and I'm at the Doubletree where he's your second home as well. Yeah. And I wake up this morning and the folks at the double tree know that I'm, this is my last day and they all come out this morning when I'm, I, yeah, I'm a ritual guy, of course. So they know when I'm coming down, I'll grab that coffee, grab the food and I'm giving hugs. And it's like, they're family, man. They've been family for, for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know them better than, than they probably know themselves. I know their kids. I know the churches. I know, wow. you know, I just, it's just, I just become a part of them. And it's the same thing here. You cross the street at ESPN. It's, you know, these aren't just, you know, I didn't just do TV. I've gotten to know friends and families and it's just been great, man. The experience is, it's one thing to be on the air, man, but it's even that much better to have built great relationships over the years. And that speaks to the kind of guy that you are, that you would know all of those hotel employees, who their kids are, where their churches are. You've brought them in as guests to watch the show in person, right? Yeah, yeah. Was anyone crying when they said goodbye to you today? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, hey, man, good luck. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, you know, there were some tears, man. But, I, you know, I shed some tears. Yeah, yesterday I was on the show with a guy I've been on the air with yeah. for 10 years and Teddy Bruschi. And, man, it was emotional. And Teddy and I have, you know, we, we're beyond just, you know, colleagues, man. We, we're like brothers. You know, we talk every day. Uh, during the week until the, you know, wow. leading up to the Thursday and Friday show. So, you know, it, it was hard yesterday, you know, seeing us, uh, you know, seeing a lot of the, the, the montages and all the videos of us, you know, in, in, in years past. Well, think about this. And I thought about this this morning. You spent 13 years, 13 years with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You spent 14 years with ESPN. Yeah. You've been at ESPN longer than you played safety for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have, man. And I, you know, it's crazy how the years just run up on each other and they just, you know, they, that moves that fast. But, you know, a part of my, you know, my entire life, I played, started playing football in, at, when I was eight years old. And it's, I've been around football forever. And, and of course, you know, this decision was made for me to, to move on based on the fact that 
I needed to grow, man. I, and I got a, a real estate business in Dallas called ESRP. Yep. We're, we're located at the Star in Frisco. <laughs> and I want to grow in the business world. And it's, and it's been fun. I fell in love with the business about four or five years ago. And I've, con- it's continued to grow. And the group that I have, the team that I have around me is just, it's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it's that next step in life, man. And I'm ready to take on that challenge. What about the ESRP business? Make you love it so much. Team. The team. It's, you know, the one thing about here at, at ESPN is, is that you have, you know, I work with you and I work with Teddy and you have individual guys. And, you know, most of us have come from some success or have had success in our lives. And that's one thing. But for me at ESRP, it's, you know, there's a partnership and I'm along with some one of seven partners. But not only that, it's it's the entire the, 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 the brokers that are underneath me, the, the lease admin group that, that my executive, executive assistants that are there, there's, you know, 40 employees that are there as well that are working every day. And for me, it's the team. It's to see those folks that, that, that haven't experienced this type of success have some success financially and, and build capital wealth for themselves. And, and that's where, you know, and to sit down every day and have five or six people game planning and trying to help out a client find office space. You know, that's been fun to me. It's just that transition has been really competitive for me. And I feel like every day I wake up and it's that that it thing that makes me go. And for those who don't know, ESRP is a commercial real estate advisory firm. You've been working there a long time, right? Yeah, well, I've been a partner for two years now. So or, or, I became a partner about a year ago and and been with the firm for, for about two years. The firm has been started about five years ago. So how difficult was it for you to make that decision to leave your team? And again, you have a pattern here going 13 years with the Cowboys, 14 <laughs> years with ESPN. You've been with the SRP for two years. I would imagine you got another dozen years left at the SRP before you move on to the next phase of your life then. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and this is going to be a long-term deal. This is going to be something where I'm at ESRP and, and my kids are going to see the process of their dad taking a chance. And that's, that's one another, another reason why I wanted to move on as well is because my kids have always known me as a, either a football player or a TV personality. Hmm. Now they see their father in the business world. They see me every day getting up early in the morning, being dedicated to the task and, and learning a, a new business and being, hmm. you know, heavily involved. Now, and, and I've always wanted to be a part of it. And my kids will see me. Be, make this transition as well so you know and i'm gonna have to and hey i've been overcoming a lot of things in my life man and this is another opportunity to overcome some of the fears that i've always had what drew you to commercial real estate when did that happen a guy named steve jarvey actually it started with he's Rod- the president of the company he's he president of the company but roger staubach owned a company called staubach and company and sold out to a company called jll our leadership at esrp is you know Sharon Morrison, who's the, the CEO, Steve Jarvie, the president, Kara Guest, they were all working with Roger Staubach in the, in the day. And when Staubach sold out, they had a little time they had to spend at uh, another firm and then they started up ESRP and Steve Jarvie and I have known each other since our kids were four years old. And he's been recruiting me since I, he was at Staubach days and knew I was going to be special in this industry. And, He's the one that really pushed the envelope and said, Hey, look, you're going to do, you can do TV all you want, but you need to take on this, this next challenge. And Roger was adamant as far as me making this, this leap into the real estate business. Roger well. Staubach. Roger Staubach. What he, did he tell you about it? 
he told me I was a people person. He said, man, you're a people person. You're, you're, you would be great in the service industry. And Roger's a guy that has mentored me and not only myself, but Emmett and a lot of other players hmm. over the years as the Cowboys. He's mentored us off the field as businessmen. And he gave me that, that inspiration and that confidence to be a guy that's, that's willing to take the next step, willing to get outside of my comfort zone, which has been sports and get into the business world. And, and that was a huge part of that decision along with Steve Jarvie, just making that push and basically kicking me in the butt saying, Hey man, yeah. you need to do this now. And, uh, now was the time for me to go full all the way in. You talked about Roger Staubach being a mentor to you. What is the biggest thing that you've learned from him? The ability to overcome. And if you hear Roger's story, Roger was the starting quarterback, of course, of the Dallas Cowboys in the 70s, 60s. I guess it was the 70s and, and, and played and had a phenomenal, you know, career, you know, went to the Super Bowl a number of times and didn't win them all, but, you know, ended up getting a couple of Super Bowl rings. But Roger, not only in the, in, in the sports world, but in the business world, has some losses, has some huge losses in the 80s and had to overcome some of those huge financial losses to get where he is today. And we know he sold his business for uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. I'll just put it that way. He sold Sawback Company for hundreds of millions of dollars, but he had to overcome so much debt early on in in the 70s and 80s. And they were back then, as you well know, they were playing football and working in the off season. Yeah. And, and he, you know, again, to put that kind of time in, to be that committed is one thing. But I think the one thing that I really love about this man and Roger Staubach is he's been not only, you know, great sports guy, been in the community, but the community service that he has provided in the, in the things that he does on a day to day basis within that, within the Dallas, uh, Fort Worth market as far as, United Way, spending his time doing that, all the charitable attributions he's doing, the Jesuits and helping, uh, helping them to raise money. He's just been such a pillar of service and giving for so long that, uh, that's what it really inspires me is that, you know, yeah, he's got a lot of fame for what he's done, but he does a lot of things under the table that you would never, ever see. And you're talking about his characteristics and trait as a man. And I will just tell you this, and it pales in comparison to all the attributes that you are mentioning. But growing up, and even to this day, I think he was probably the best quarterback I ever saw. Mm. Woodson. Yeah. And I'll say this to you. I remember watching football games as a little boy. A little boy. And I can't ever remember a time where I put on a game. It was unbelievable how many times he was down. He would get the ball yeah. back, and there was never a time with two minutes left when he didn't come through and produce. And I covered John Elway in Denver for 15-plus years, and John Elway became a successor to Roger Staubach. Yeah. But Roger Staubach was the first guy who I ever saw demonstrate the clutch gene in sports. But ha- hearing you talk about him, yeah, I feel bad that I even think of him as this great football player because he's <laughs> this great man. Yeah, he, he, he tells this story where he was in Israel one time, a long time ago, and he was with Joe Montana on, on the elevator, and there was a young man that was on the elevator, and, and with Joe Montana and Roger Staubach at the same time, and they get up the ele- on the second floor, and Joe Montana walks off the elevator, and the young man says, to, looks over to Roger Staubach and says, do you know who that is? And Roger says, no, who is that? And he says, that's Joe Montana. And he's like, oh, wow, that's, that is, that is great Joe Montana. He says, you know what? You look like that, that guy, that real estate guy in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know him as oh, Roger my. the Dodger. And, Ro- as, and, and Roger the Dodger was some 
kind of player. Yeah. yeah. You talked about Teddy saying goodbye to your teammate Teddy. Are there any teammates you kept in touch with from your cowboy days? Any t- teammates here now that you see will have a regular role in your life moving forward? Oh man, there's so many. You know, yesterday Michael Irvin reached out. Um, Right when he heard the news, Deion Sanders reached out. I mean, Troy Aikman, D- Daryl Johnson. I mean, the list goes. I mean, well, listen, we we still live in Dallas. You know, a lot of those guys that I played with in the '90s and in the early 2000s, you know, we've made home Dallas home. And I see these guys every other week. You know, we live close to each other, so it, it hasn't. Things have not changed as far as that aspect. So. You know, they'll always be in my life. Kevin Smith is a really good friend of mine that, that uh, came in in 1992 and he was my roommate for 10 straight years. Uh, you know, we talked in depth over the, over the years and I've had these conversations with these guys and, you know, I can t- honestly tell you this. Michael Irvin is a guy that says, you don't leave, stay, mm. stay. Mm. You know, I want you to be at ESPN, do your thing, get to know it, uh, love it. Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys would love for me to stay. And be here with Addy ESPN because we're talking Cowboys a lot of times yeah. when I'm uh, on the mic. So well, we still will, even yeah, when you die. Yeah, we exactly. still will. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a lot of you know, uh, former players, for, the owner of course, and the Jones family. You know that that are still part of my life. What will it be like for you after 27 years to have a job that is at finally and officially out of the public eye? You're not a football player. You're not on TV. You're working for a commercial real estate advisory firm. Uh, I feel like honestly, I've never wanted to be that to be my identity to just to be a football player or in the public eye and being on ESPN. I've always wanted more. Like there's, there's a part of me that's an introvert part. And I, and, and you, you've been a lot around me long enough to, to know that I'm not the, the outgoingest guy. I'm a little bit more reserved and all. And I, and I've always had that type of, you know, personality, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a grinder, man. I, I just, I got I have to see things through and I have to, you know, be totally focused on what's in front of me. And I think that's what ESRP does for me. It allows me to sit down with a group of guys and it doesn't have to, there's not, doesn't have to be a lot of hoopla around it at all. It's just, let's work through this. Let's find a way to win through this process. And even if we lose and take it on a chin, let's pick ourselves up, overcome, move forward. But that's, I don't see myself as having to have the camera in front of yeah. me. I, I don't miss it. I don't miss it now. I've been, I've, you know, since, since the Super Bowl, I have not been in front of the camera and yeah. I didn't miss it one bit. That that's not why we do what we do. In no. fact, I always say that I'm a reporter, and what I do sometimes goes on TV. And you know, I don't care when we're on TV. I'm no. going to go report. Yeah, that's the way it is. The TV is secondary to all that we do. But will you allow yourself a moment now to think about all that has transpired in your life over the last 14 years? And let me recount some things here. And it's not that much. You have a lot more, but you have basically forged a television career. You've mm-hmm. gotten remarried. You've had another child. You've turned 50. Yeah, you've added more and more to your reputation. Uh, you've made all these new friends in Bristol, Connecticut. You've become familiar with that area. Think about everything that's transpired for you personally in the last fourteen years, and now it's on to the next chapter. What part of that will make you most nostalgic or sad? Uh again, going back to the relationships, man. That that that's what will make me sad. That that's what will make me, you know. You know, yesterday being on that show and knowing that I'm not going to see Teddy or probably talk to him every day. Yeah. Uh, watching Mark Schlereth uh, move on uh, a few years ago was, I mean, man, for me, it broke my heart. Watching Herm 
you know, Herm left, you know, last year or, and, you know, those are, it, it's beyond just TV. It's just, just so much more to, to knowing these guys. That's, you know, that's, that's the sad part. Knowing that, you know, I'm not going to be talking to Seth or Cambo every day. I mean, you know, these are relationships for 14 years that I've, I've dealt with. So that, that's the part of me that I'm definitely going to miss. You know, you, you've brought up these names like Herm and Teddy and Schlereth. Um, and, and I just think of all the great people, Damien, all the great people Damian that, Woody, we, get, yeah. that yeah. we get to work with. The, the one trait that runs through them, the Hasselbeck brothers. Yeah. All, men of great character. Yeah. Really, so like true. T- tremendous people that we get to work with through yeah. and through. And yeah. it's it's a tremendous group. And there's a reason that every one of you has forged the success that you've had and it's not just because of your talent and ability. It's because of the type of people you are and the lives that you live. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true, man. And we, and we haven't changed, man. I mean, hey, listen, I think this is what made us strong in football, good in football, man, is not, you know, not just forging the good relationships, but hmm. the work, the work. That, and people don't see that, Shefty. You know, I, I wish I could show my kids how much work you put into because all I see is, OK, you're releasing this and you break your news. But I, I've sat there and watched you for hours on the set at time breaking news i mean it's just the text coming in you're sending things out and reading up on stuff i mean it's just it's it's it doesn't stop it's non-stop man and uh you know i appreciate your work ethic man and what you brought to the table as Thank far you. as me as well. well i appreciate you and before i let you go darren i want to ask you we have a guest on after you mm-hmm. who is going to be cut in the same cloth as roger Staubach and you and some of the great people who have passed through the Cowboys organization to go on to have great business careers. Jalen Smith. Mm. Have yeah. you gotten to know him at all as a person? Because he is an impressive young man. I know he's a great football player, again, yeah. but let's get past that and talk about the kind of guy that he is and what he aspires to do with his life. Here's a guy that basically wants to be an entrepreneur, is into venture capital, is into all sorts of things yeah. that honestly are way too smart for even me to figure out. <laughs> I just spent, uh, two days with Jalen, uh, on a, an excursion, a, a golf excursion, um, out to West Texas, uh, about two weeks ago. And I really got to know him and he is brilliant. He, he's a guy that can juggle things, many of things. He, his brain works that way that it's not just about football and he won't be just identified as just a football player. There's so much more, uh, in his makeup and I can really identify with that, really can, but, the kid himself is just a beautiful soul, man. He I mean, really is. He huh? is. He, he, there's no give up. And we, we know the tragedy of, of you know, how he, you know, tore the, tore his ACL and, and had the knee, the big, big time knee injury in his bowl game at Notre Dame and against Ohio State. And he was supposed to be a top five pick and he had to, you know, sit out basically sat out a whole season. When he came back, he wasn't the same guy. He had a drop foot and couldn't run, couldn't do the things, but. Never gave up. Confidence was always there, always optimistic, always fighting through things. And when, even when he had bad workouts, you know, he found a way to overcome those things, man. But he is, he is one of those guys that, you know, that will be a pillar of success in that, within that organization. And the Cowboys love him. They just love him. They love his personality, love how he plays the game. And it's a shame that he didn't make the Pro Bowl, you know, last year. And I told him it was a shame. He says, nah, don't worry about it. I'll make it this year. So he's just that kind of personality. And, and again, he's going to have a great business career like yeah. many 
former Cowboys like you are about to go on to yourself. I want to thank you for everything that you've done for ESPN. I want to thank you for the honor of getting to know you and become a friend of yours, a colleague of yours through the years. We will root for you from afar. You're always welcome back in Bristol, Connecticut, and I want to thank you for everything you've done and for the time today, Darren. Man, Shefty, love you, brother. Always you have and always will, man. Thank you I again. appreciate that. The respect is mutual, D. Woody. Thanks, bro. We'll be back in a moment with Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith, but first I want to tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today... Hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Joining us now, the Cowboys outstanding inside linebacker, Jalen Smith. And Jalen, we're going to get to the Jalen Smith Minority Entrepreneurship Institute, the program that you'll be launching here in July. But first, I want to ask you about last year. The Cowboys linebacking crew really seemed to take a step forward. How do you put into perspective what you and Leighton Vander Esch and the rest of your linebacking teammates have accomplished, and what is your perspective on where this group can go? Man, we've been able to um, – well, first of all, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's hey, my pleasure to have you. It means, it means a lot, man. But uh, our, our core, man, our, is we're a family. You know, we, we understand uh, the foundation that we've built, and the camaraderie um, goes unmatched. You know, we've we've got five or six guys. Are you know the, the entire linebacker roster could all be starters in this league. You know what I mean? So for for us knowing that, and then just being genuine, uh, good people who love the game of football, um, that's really what's gelled us together. Have you ever held like a wolf, like Leighton Vanderush? After a play, um, absolutely. I've I've done it multiple times. He's um <laughs> he's taught he's taught me a lot. Like what? How to how to how? Now I'm not going to do it on air. So don't ask. <laughs> but hey, um, come on, give us one I shot got, on air. I listen, man. I got some secret sauce, man. That he didn't he didn't he didn't put me on game. He didn't educate me, man. So it's uh it's, it's wonderful for sure. <laughs> you mentioned that your linebacking crew is like family. And your real family, your brother Rod, signed with the Giants. What's that going to be like going up against him this season and tackling him? Man, I get to lay the wood on him finally. <laughs> and, and you're not holding yeah, him back, huh? A, yeah, no, I'm not holding back. You know, we it was a blessing for us to uh, to be able to play together for for three years. You know what I mean? With my brother going to Ohio State and me going to Notre Dame, we never got a chance to play, um, you know, together. So that was wonderful, you know, me getting drafted, him him getting waived and uh, signed by the Cowboys, playing for four years, and then me being drafted by the Cowboys, you know, our which is our dad's favorite team. 
<laughs> that that was a dream come true. But now he goes to uh, one of our rivals, and uh, like I said, I get to beat up on him now. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so your your dad's favorite team growing up was the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely, Dallas Cowboys. And today, still, is it the Dallas Cowboys, or does he have to split his allegiance now to some giant fandom? He's still he's still a Dallas Cowboys fan, but uh, his older son his older son plays for the for, for the Giants now, so he's he's gonna have a um, he's gonna have a jersey in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jalen, let, let's picture this: What would it mean to you and your dad, as a longtime Cowboys fan? If you could help return this team to the promised land and get it another Super Bowl title, it would mean everything. You know, for us, we understand the Cowboys standard that you know and what's set. And and for us, um, it, it's our duty to bring home another championship. It's been um, so many years, um, almost twenty years, I believe. It's, it, you know, if this, if this keeps up. So we, we, we understand that the time is now, um, but we have to focus one day at a time. It's actually over 20 years. It's yeah. over 20. It is over 20. Wow, it's been, what, 95, right? Yeah, I believe that's the last one. Yeah, that, you know, that's the year I was born, so I should have known that. Okay. Is that right? It's okay. It's okay, yeah. I'll be 24 uh, next month, so Gemini season. 20, what a great thing to be 24, to be playing the way you are, to be a restricted free agent after the 2019 season when you'll have, you know, th- only three accrued seasons. Your future looking very bright now, Jalen. Yeah, man, it's, um, it's a blessing. You know, the, the Cowboys, they took a chance on me and, um, now they're receiving their, their return on their investment. And we'll get it's to that. Blessing. And we'll get to that in a moment. You're going to be playing the NFC East this year. And there's going to be a couple of rookie quarterbacks in that division. Now, we'll see whether or not they play with Dwayne Haskins in Washington and Daniel Jones in Duke. But how much do you know about either quarterback? Man, I watched uh, Dwayne Haskins. Like I said, my brother played at Ohio State, diehard Ohio State fan. Uh, So by force, um, you know, growing up, I had to watch Ohio State. Uh, So I've I've always (laughs) been fine. I'm I'm a Midwest guy. I love the Midwest. So anything for the Midwest, like I'm, you know, I can, I can rock with, it, except for Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a little shot there, Jalen, huh? That's okay. Yeah, I'm so good I, with that. So I, I, so I know a lot. Of, I know a lot about Haskins. So, um, my little brother uh, Austin Mack, he plays wide receiver at Ohio State. Um, hmm. They were roommates. Him and Haskins were roommates. So wow, uh, I, I've got a chance to learn a lot. So it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great matchup. What has stood out to you about him being that you've had the chance to really watch him? The fact that he's explosive, um, his arm, he can make every throw. Um, and he, he's, a, he's a quarterback. He's a true quarterback. You know, uh, I don't know about, you know, the naysayers or anyone doubting him or anything of that nature. I know he's a little bummed that he, uh, you know, that he fell in the draft, but uh, we, we all, we all have a, our own sort of edge, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, so he'll be fine. How about Daniel Jones? Do you know anything about him, and have you gotten the chance to watch him at all? No, I, I haven't got a chance to watch him. I know that he's, um, you know, he went to Duke and played at Duke, so um, he he has to be, um, you know, an intelligent guy with a with a football IQ um, of no other. This that's the type of guys that the, the Giants like to draft. 
So um, I'm looking forward to, to you know to, to laying a hit on them like I did Eli. <laughs> so there are a couple of giants now to hit: Daniel Jones, Rod Smith. We got we got to take care of a couple of those giants there in New York, right? Yeah, man. You know you know how the NFC East is, man. We we don't like each other. You know, you you bring up the NFC East. You play for the Dallas Cowboys. You played for Notre Dame. How do you handle playing for two of the football franchises that are about as historic as they are in their respective sports? What have you taken out of an experience like that? Well, the, you know, for me, I've um, I've been able to maximize on, on these opportunities. Just being um, a part of two rich organizations and, and entities. You know, they're global, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, the, the reach is, is naturally widened for that point. It's a blessing. you got to soak it all in. But with that comes great uh, respect and, and, um, and, and what's given of you to accomplish. You know, you, you got to reach that, high, that highest goal, and it's nothing less. You know, it's the reason why, uh, you know, the Cowboys are called America's team and the Notre Dame um, speaks for itself, you know, being a, a wonderful Catholic, rich university uh, with so much history so uh, it's something that you know I've, I've accepted and I, I love being a part of two rich organizations do you see and feel the similarities between the two different groups I'm um, absolutely I mean like I say you can go anywhere in the country and um, you know someone's gonna know uh, about that star and about the leprechaun of, you know of Notre Dame so um, like I said it's a it's, it's just wonderful. It's, it's an amazing experience. Uh, I can't even put it into words, but it's just something. It's a blessing from, from God, and um, you know I have to produce, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to continue to do. Jalen, everybody knows about the knee injury that you suffered back in the 2016 Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State, and we know your stance that you would do it all again. But knowing what you've been through, does that change your opinion? at all on whether college players should be paid at all? I mean, me being, um, you know, an entrepreneur myself, business owner, investor in, you know, private equity and real estate developments and venture capital, you know, I I understand, uh, you know, risk reward, you know? Yep. And and with me deciding to play that game and then what happened, happened, um, you know, going to be a top three pick and then fell out of the first round and all of that good stuff. Um, I made it okay for people to make business decisions. Um, you know, you, you name it. Any guy after me, uh, you know, just having a decision to to, to decide whether they, uh, you know, want to play in the bowl game or not. For me, um, you know, my decision was I wanted to play. Uh, so it, it brings um, so much joy just understanding that, because of what happened to me, like it, like people, like are, really can make the decision that's best for them. Now, for me, my the best decision for me was to play um, in my final collegiate game for for Notre Dame University. You know, but when you talk about us getting, uh, like when you talk about collegiate players getting paid, um, I mean, there's so much that go so much that goes on uh, from a profitable standpoint for these organizations. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what the structure would be. They have to do something. I, I, yeah. They have to do something. It's, it's, it's going to be some. It's 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 definitely. I, I'm definitely going to see. I think we're going to see a change. It's, um, it, it's obvious for sure. It, it would it would be welcome. I will say that for sure. And you bring up the fact that you did that in the bowl game and people saw you. Do you think 
that people refer back to your example and that you and what happened to you will influence what people do in the future. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's the, the Jalen Smith uh, rule, yeah. you yep. know, <laughs> from I'm trying to think who came after me, like Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. Correct, correct. Um, who was it this year? I know Nick Bosa, he got hurt earlier in the year, you know, making a decision. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, the list goes on, but um, I'm just proud that, like I said, just, you know, taking your emotions out of it, being able to put the business hat on and make the best decision for you. Did that enter into why you went ahead to go and create the Jalen Smith Minority Entrepreneurship Institute? And you could explain to people what that is exactly. I mean, I have an idea where we're yes. talking about matching uh, minority-owned investment opportunities um, with impact investors. But why don't you tell people what that is and how this came to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So I've wanted to be an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, uh, so so getting the education, um, especially these past three years of being a professional, um, you know, and, and beyond the education and being able to uh, invest in, like I said, private equity, venture capital, real estate developments, um, and just being a business owner. I, uh, you know, in, in business, it's, it's about access to, to quality deal flow. Um, and, and for me, having that myself with great networks, I wanted to be able to provide that to, to others, um, especially minorities, black, brown, Latino, um, for, for guys who, who desire to be entrepreneurs, guys and girls who desire to be entrepreneurs, but they don't have the, the financial funding or the mentorship or the strategic planning. Um, so that's what the MEI, uh, you know, goal is to do. So we're doing our first case, uh, showcase in, in Indiana, uh, July 12th, my hometown. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be about a hundred, about a hundred people there involved, It'll be five contestants, three winners, and they'll be receiving those three things. Like I said, and next year we'll move to Dallas and, each year, where we'll go somewhere throughout the country and, and, and spread this uh, this knowledge, this information, this access. So, I'm excited about the the, the MEI. It, it's it's truly my purpose beyond athletics. Well, you know, you mentioned being an entrepreneur, wanting to be an entrepreneur your entire life. How does somebody from the Midwest, growing up in Fort Wayne, starring at linebacker and running back, want to become an entrepreneur? Hmm. Uh, just understanding. Uh, uh, the, the the access that it allows, you know, being a little more in control of my time, um, getting out of the rat race was something I've always wanted to do, huh. you know, being a, being from the south side and, uh, you know, having to endure a lot. You know, I just wanted to be able to provide uh, generational wealth and, and group economics. And group economics meaning uh, just being a horizontal leader and not, not always vertical. So that's this is something that that, that attracted me um, just growing up, and I've always wanted to learn. So I got myself into reading and um, gaining a lot of mentors on the way. Like who? Who has stood out to you in terms of mentorship that you've learned a lot from? Man, um, Eugene Parker. Oh, great man. Uh, Eugene, he, he passed uh, three yep. weeks before I got drafted. Um, he's actually related to me and Rod. Um, so, uh, his aunt is, um, me and Rod's grandmother. Wow. So we were, re- we're related from the time I was 11 years old. Um, you know, I knew who my agent was going to be, <laughs> yep. you know, unofficially. And he passed three weeks before I got drafted, but I, I was able to learn, um, a lot of gems from him. 
So, um, like what? Give me, give me one thing you learned from Eugene, if you don't mind, Jalen. Um, one thing specifically off the off the top of my head is um, understanding value over cost. Meaning, when you're accessible to um, to funds, and when you're deciding, when you're making business decisions, when you're making decisions in life. Um, on, on what you want, on what you want to purchase, on what you want to do. Yep. Um, just in life, you you have to look at the value um, versus the cost. I got it. Sometimes, some, sometimes the cost um, may be a little, may be a little more, but you got to think about the value that you're getting out of it, and vice versa. You know, and, and it is it helps from a decision making standpoint. So that's that's one of the bigger things that um, um, I've learned from Eugene. Other mentors at all that you've taken something from that deserve mention here, Jalen? Anybody else? Yeah, man. Um, well, Michael Lito for sure, um, hmm. out, of, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a CEO of Rice Sports Advisors. Um, he's he's been in my life since I was about thirteen years old. Um, started a sports training company um, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, where where all the where all the guys train called AWP Sports. And um, he really challenged me to think, um, and, and and really just to to really understand the perspective of understanding my ego, mm-hmm. letting go of my ego, and not being aware of it, but not identifying with it. Um, yeah, yeah, those those are some, those are some, some, some good guys. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of more people that I could mention, but. Uh, for the sake of time. <laughs> Those are a couple of standout. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if there's something that you haven't learned from Jerry Jones during your time with the Cowboys because yeah, he uh, certainly knows how to market himself and his team. And his... A, yeah. I, I haven't seen a soul um, who can sell better than Jerry. Um, <laughs> and I, I love him. I thank him, you know, for, for taking a chance on me, believing in me. You know, like I said, now he's getting his uh, his, his his return on his investment. Um, you know, he's going to pay me someday as well. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, we can do some business together. What do you envision Jalen Smith's post-football life looking like, being that you have so many varied business interests outside the sport of football, that I'd love mm-hmm. to hear what you envision your life looking like once you get done playing the sport? Um. Uh, uh, you know, alongside of, um, you know, having a family and um, marrying my, you know, my, my now lady, hmm. you know, she will, be, she will be my wife one day. Beautiful. You know, um, you know, outside of having that, I mean, honestly, uh, and, and also outside of building generational wealth, I want to help um, athletes become entrepreneurs and treat themselves like entities. Um, so and, and just to and just to spread that spread that out throughout the throughout the world. Like I said, it's my, my purpose beyond athletics is as is entrepreneurship and I want to help close that gap uh, with the MEI. Yep. Um, so it's, it's it's a wonderful thing man. I'm I'm looking forward to to what's in store. I'm embracing this the, the season. You know, you have to have that balance and keeping the main thing the main thing. So it's good. Well, Jalen, I have full confidence that you'll be able to do all that and more. Uh, I will continue to track your career. We thank you for the time today. We congratulate you on all you've achieved and overcome so far and congratulate you on all that awaits you as well. 
appreciate you, man. You guys take care. And there's Jalen Smith. You could tell how much success he'll have not only on the field, but off the field as well, much as Darren Woodson has done after his outstanding 13-year career with the Dallas Cowboys, 14-year career. Now at the SPM, we say goodbye to him. We will miss him tremendously around the halls of Bristol, Connecticut, but we know great things await him in his commercial real estate advisory firm. And thank you for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week, everybody. Have a great Memorial Day weekend.